0: What's up? This is Draco, and this is Alicia, and you're now tuned in to O.D.
1: podcast. Podcast. (laughs) Period. Yeah. All right. All right. Ooh, did you hear that?
0: Yeah. It's it's never that you didn't have it; you just didn't keep going. I know, but
1: sometimes you shock yourself when the note hit right. And you be like, hold on now. My
0: about is when you keep going all the time, you will get the note right, and then boom, now you're a singer.
1: So you said so, I could be oh, Beyonce. A-
0: now, hold on. I ain't say be. You could probably give like an LMA.
1: <laughs> Cheers, Mike. <laughs> Beans and toast. I'm just. The thing about it is, you couldn't be, be no famous.
0: famous. You, I don't think you could be no famous singer. You would definitely get canceled.
1: Oh, I would definitely get canceled. <laughs> That's why I don't want to be famous, for real, for real. Oh, oh God, the real reason is I will not shield anything I say. That's a fact. You know, let me say two things before we get into this.
0: <laughs> Let's go. I'm here. I'm. We here can get
1: before. into it at shop talk, but it's about boosted and it's about Flame Monroe, who is a. I don't know if. They are a trans or a drag a queen. queen they are very because they say that they are he, she, we. But anyway, I'm gonna just say they because I don't want to misgender. But I don't I he called himself a daddy though. He's he's a dad. Okay, I don't even know. I think, right, I so, think that
0: yeah.
1: What? You know who that is though?
0: Yeah. Y'all don't okay. mean, you don't mean no harm. I mean, it's obvious. And
1: he and the way he carries on is he don't care. Like, he just doesn't care. Okay. So, but, you know, these days, you got to be able to, you got to generalize even though that's the wrong thing to do. So, let's get into it. Uh, first things first, let's get into Black Business of the Week. All right, y'all. So, this young lady, um, I actually used to work with her when I was in college. And she, you know, out of all the people that I worked with, so the, the place that I worked, it attracted a lot of, like, low-quality talent. I'm just going to be honest. Um, The pay was minimum wage. It was, it was giving scammers stealing from the register type stuff right but this young lady was one of the ones who actually you know used to work hard she was super cool she was a single mother she handled her business like you ever see you ever got some hood friends that you know like they they really about their business they hood but they' about their business, okay? This yeah. particular young lady is that. Now I yeah. always tell her all the time, like I just really, I really be loving to see her progress and stuff like that because she just she been through a lot. Like her um her boyfriend of several years was killed. It just was a, she been through a lot. Her, her you know, I don't want to be telling too much her business, but she does post like her daughter's dad is in is in prison, and so she just be handling she handling her business though for real. For real. Yeah. Anyway, um, her name is King Yoda, and she, um, she specializes in the uh slick ponytail area. You you see this girl, you know, uh, you see this girl who have like these slick back ponytails with the buns and all that. Yes. She does a really good job. Now, I will say, she was trained by Crystal, our Crystal okay. who we went to school with. So okay. Crystal be killing the ponytails too. So we can make this a two in one. But I just want to shine some light on King Yoda just because she's kind of new to it. Crystal been doing have for a long time, yeah, yeah, yeah. long time, and she did my hair in high school. Period, but um, but y'all can check out her Instagram. It's underscore hair by H A I R B Y Y E T T A. But she does a great job. I'm like, dang, Crystal, I'm, man, I need to take class.
0: Yeah, um, it's so fun that you said people that be hood, but they be about their business. I talk about this all the time because even now, um. Just seeing people who just stand true to themselves self and just yeah. you kind know, of form and be nobody else, but they still getting shit done at a high level. Not even, it ain't got to be a high level, it could be at your level, but I just like to see people actually utilizing their time to do some good stuff, but they still being in their self.
1: Yeah, they still, um, now it be a gift and a curse to me sometimes because I have lost some really good people because they were still caught up in like hood stuff, but I get it. It's like, it's just your, it's not that you want to be like down, but it's yeah, just yeah, your I'm environment.
0: Yeah, and, but, that, and that's just what you got to work with.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's no shade to nobody. I'm just saying she just is like I don't, a lot. I got a lot of hood friends, and a lot of them having their business, but a lot of them is not. But when I met this young lady, like this young lady, when I met this girl, mm-hmm. like I saw, I when I could tell she was about her business. And I always like she even her daughters a smart young lady. She's she doing a great job, so I just want to shout her out. Um, y'all yeah, get you some. I always be like, well, because I'm slip on so i will be like, dang, where I'm aware too because That's a hairstyle. You need to be outside for at least three days. Cause it might not last more mess around with my hair. It ain't going to last yeah. past going into that hot car. But it. if y'all need a slick hairstyle, style hook, you know, high ledge maybe you got a wedding or something or a birthday party or a parking lot concert, who knows, but shop with your girl hair by Yeti. You will not be disappointed. She really is good people. So, um, all right. I'll link the inf- information in the episode notes and let's move into talking of the shop. All right.
0: Oh my God!
1: So, like I was saying earlier, um, you know, I, if I ever really do become famous, I think that I may be canceled, and it won't be because of what I tweet. Because I have scrubbed everything that was—I deleted my old Twitter, which would have definitely got me canceled, arrested, and um, oh my God, cars. <laughs> yeah. But um, I am—I sometimes I just say things that are funny, but people don't take it as a joke, and I get it. I respect that but I don't gauge it off of that. Sometimes I can, but when I'm on a road, the road keep rolling. So anyway, you know, Boosie been in the, um, he was on the Breakfast Club recently, and they were hounding his behind, as they should, about some of his problematic thoughts. And when I say as they should, I mean just because they were asking the questions that people wanted to ask, but he, and he was responding to them in a way that we, like he was, to me, Boosie was really being himself. And not that not saying that's good or bad, but I yeah. feel like when he go to these other platforms, the way they talk to him is not a way to like I can't really explain like you know a, one a artist can go on a media run and the interview will be completely different no matter what platform they go to with the Breakfast Club they are known to not really care they're going to ask you whatever's on their mind but I will say out of all the problematic things that have happened to Breakfast Club I will say I really admire the way they handled this Boosie interview like they really was making the points that people have been trying to make you know blah 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 and asking for his opinion but what we have gathered is that Boosie is going to stick beside his opinions and you know what that ain't got that I can't have no problem with it you can be how you're going to be but you know at least he at least he stayed down <laughs> that's all i can say <laughs>
0: yeah
1: and that that interview was so crazy it was so up and down cuz the man is funny but then he'll say something to make me mad bitch,
0: it's not i'm not funny just act like i'm not human and i'm not i don't laugh at some things that he says but sometimes well a lot of times when he does say things i'm just like it's almost impossible
1: not to laugh. Like the whole interview, I would laugh, be mad, laugh, be mad. But I'm like, you know what? I know we in an era where everybody wants to make everybody believe what they believe. He not, he not one of the people that's gonna be like that. Maybe one day, and maybe it could it could have something to do with his own personal decisions that he don't want to talk about. I don't know. But I'm just saying all that to say is if I was famous, just call me Laboose.
0: Oh, that's terrible.
1: <laughs> but I, no, but I'm not. I don't share his views. I'm just saying I don't want to change my
0: opinion. I get it. I know. I get what you're saying. But. Yeah,
1: I told. He was being very, very hypocritical in the interview, but he yeah. he meant it, and he don't been he don't been consistent. So what can I do if you don't want to support the man, just leave him be. But um, which also brings me to mention Flame Monroe, who ended up popping in on his interview because she had just done an interview with The Breakfast Club right before him. I guess they recorded them all on the same day. And she or he, Flame Monroe basically felt not necessarily she don't agree with the stuff Boosie said. She agreed with some things like saying some, you know, Boosie, what he tried to make it seem like what he was trying to say is he just wants to protect kids from over his sexuality. But what he did not emphasize is that it only applies to men and not mm-hmm. women. Yeah. But Flame Monroe was like, yes, I agree. But um, she, she, uh, I keep getting caught up on that on this gender part so basically she was like yeah I agree sex should not be like introduced to our kids such he- so heavily but she also said that she is biased towards her son versus her daughter like she will be more flexible with her son acting a certain way than his her daughter which I don't I don't think is okay but at the same time uh, if you if you want to take an opportunity and educate somebody on something like made it made it maybe show them your perspective that's all you can do and if they don't agree or don't want to switch it I mean it's nothing you can do about it it sucks um when you really are passionate about something and you don't feel like somebody can see your perspective but you cannot force them to feel the way you feel it just is what it is it's just like religion People, people who are very religious feel that their religion is the right religion. And none of us are going to ever know until judgment day comes, if there is such a thing. So it's like, what can you do?
0: That's true. I mean, I know on those types of subjects, I'm definitely very passionate about it. I think it's because I'm at a point in my life where I'm comfortable enough to share with my family. Because even though I definitely came out of the closet years ago, I still never discussed certain things with my family or around my family. And so now I'm to the point where I'm even comfortable enough to dress how I want to dress around them, talk how I want to talk around them. And that's just me um, being comfortable. And then on top of that, just where we are in society today with people who identify, um, you know, what what they identify with, whether it's gay straight or whatever, and they're just able to be themselves. And we're in such a different time and we're progressing And it. It's like, how dumb can you be for you to have that many kids and you're not sympathetic or empathetic to the fact that, unfortunately, you know, you probably don't want them to be gay just because of whatever your beliefs are or whatever you think is going to happen to them. But there's nothing that you can do to stop somebody for so,
1: at all. And it don't um, have nothing to do with know? them being no real man. That that don't even make sense.
0: Yeah. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't ever make sense that way because it's like, you can't force anybody into do, doing something or being a certain way. And it's just like, I think for me, I sound like them, but I'll be thinking about the kids because. Yeah, me too. Point, me too. It's like, damn, you see how passionate that your parent is or somebody that your parent supports is about this. Then now it's making you like, okay, I think that I might be this way, but I know for a fact that I can't come to them and tell them because I'm going to get scorn from it. Yeah, so yeah. that's the only thing I'm thinking about. And then the fact that you're like judging the way other people parent their kids because that's a hundred percent supportive of who they are it's just really weird to me and i know i be taking it a little too far sometimes but i just get really passionate about that because i'm like that shit is just i mean i don't know it's too setting me back a little bit not I me personally, you. at the same time it ain't got nothing to do with me personally i just be trying to fight for my uh my peers who ain't have it no
1: something. i feel as you should but you know on a high level this is what makes life worth living. If we all yeah. had the same views and opinions, we wouldn't have anything That's to true. talk about. and There would be nothing to build off of. You know what I mean? So as frustrating as it may be, it it is an opportunity for education. Some may feed onto it, some may not. It's the reason why some people choose to be doctors over like, you know, maintenance man. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and that's yeah. no shade. I just had to pick two drastically different jobs. It's like, it's like going to somebody that's not a, um, a, a, like a, a medical student and like, why would you want to be, but you got to deal, it. And they're just like, but I'm, but I, this is how I feel. And it's like, what you going to do about it? And I know those two aren't necessarily the same, but I do kind of miss life where people could have a difference of opinion and it wasn't like ground shaking because now it's getting to the point where it's not about difference of opinion. It's about you need to feel how I feel. Yeah, and I don't like that.
0: Yeah, nah, but
1: you know whatever y'all, as long as it's not, like I always say, as long as it's not being harmful or causing a, a you know a, a damage to the quality of life of someone, that's completely different. But you need to you need to be consistent because my biggest thing with Boosie is like he don't feel the way he feel about the men, he don't feel about the women, and I know he people look at their sons differently, but that is part of a lot of the problem with abuse and toxicity in society today. Puriana, Taquana. All right, what you got?
0: Um, what do I have? Hold on, what went on? I kind of was lucky off the shits this weekend. So let me see. I don't really know what happened.
1: Well, I got um, people trying to cancel the Carters over this
0: diamond thing.
1: Yeah. So uh, I'm going to say this from a place of ignorance and a little bit of lack of concern. Um, so basically, long story short, people were mad that Jay-Z and Beyonce did a partnership with Tiffany's, a white diamond supplier who had a history of ser- selling blood diamonds, right? And on top of that, one of the diamonds, or the diamond that Beyonce wore, number one, she was the fourth woman to ever wear it, first black person to ever wear it, and this diamond dates back to the 1800s, okay? Now, if you know anything about the um, blood diamonds or Sierra Leone, you know that there is a very, very, very violent history with the way that diamonds are gathered and sold now since the discovery or exposure of this industry people have claimed or companies have claimed to have more practical safe and ethical um solutions for selling diamonds but i'm 99 sure that that's all is vague so One thing I've learned from watching like whale and ocean by um documentaries is that you know there are organizations that give them this seal of of ethics and all this other stuff, but it really does not mean anything. It could mean like. 95% 95% of these can be blood diamonds, but the other 5% are not. So then you could say, we don't sell blood diamonds, but what you're saying is all of them ain't blood diamonds. Now, whether they do that or not, none of us know. And neither do the people who are complaining about it. So basically, yes, Tiffany's was involved with the blood diamond trade. According to them, they don't, and they haven't for a very long time. So, But but what people are complaining about is saying, well, they did in the 1800s, so you shouldn't be supporting them. That's what I'm getting from this. Yeah. To me, that's unrealistic and unfair because if you look at every long-standing successful corporation today, they all have roots in racism and violence. Every last one of them. The bank y'all with, the technology companies, the real estate, co- I swear to God, you can look them up. If anybody started before um, 1950, honestly, you can say before 1980, they got roots in violence and racism. So, I mean, unless you're just somebody who only um, source your own materials and do things of that nature, then you really don't exactly know and so I believe it was. Oh gosh, what's the name? What's the, I can't remember the guy's name. But basically, he went on TV and was saying that the Carters should just be uplifting Black luxury comedies and not these white comedies, which is foolish because Beyonce literally shut the internet down the other day for when a Tellfar bag, and the Carters have done things for the Black community. My thing is okay. I am very pro Black. But I don't think that there should be anything wrong with partnering with non-black institutions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you people. Just the other day we were celebrating LeBron James and Rihanna becoming billionaires. But how in the world do y'all think they became billionaires? Rihanna didn't just get that off of selling songs. No. She's not even a hundred percent owner get of her rich brand. Rich off of her
0: music. I mean, she did, but yes, but as rich as she is now, she got rich off of. He literally
1: partnered with a white Owned company and there's nothing wrong My point is that people are picking Choosing they get they they, choose it like And it's just so it's just so annoying to me Even when you think about like LeBron James he did it Yes he got rich off of dribbling the ball but he did not Become a billionaire from dribbling the ball he came from Partnerships and endorsements and I just I think that people feel like If I'm not rich nobody else can be rich And if they are rich they are wrong that's what I'm getting. And from if they're rich,
0: they owe them they have to give their money to poor people.
1: Exactly. And so I read this comment on YouTube today. And I don't I don't even read I didn't proofread the whole thing, but I felt like it was worth re- mentioning after the first line. Okay. Well, number one, this came from Breakfast Club. Now, I do watch the Breakfast Club. I don't care what you're gonna do. Um, but they were basically discussing this topic and Charlamagne, I guess he thought that Beyoncé was the reason Telfar sold out, but that's not the case. So somebody yeah. said, Telfar sold out weekly before Beyoncé and Tiffany's conflict-free clause is for today. I'm sure that hadn't existed in 1800s when the diamond was taken from South Africa, but the pictures look good and adding the painting was a great touch. So speaking of painting, people were also upset.
0: That's that- what I was going to add. About, I was going to make that the point about the You go
1: ahead. Go
0: ahead. No, so um, I got... I- I follow this page on Instagram called Diet Prada, and I think I brought this up before. So it just shows different um, fashion brands that may have stolen certain concepts from people, but they have like 2.8 million followers. So, of course, they brought up the Basquiat painting in the photo because uh, for months, well, I would say for a long time now, people have been... um, a little frustrated with people using Basquiat's art in a lot of different um clothing brands. Like so they just had something recently with coach. They had mm-hmm. like coach bags for product. I mean with uh Basquiat on there, and people are basically saying, like, oh, um, that's just so disrespectful. Y'all are really diminishing his art and blah blah blah. And I'm like, so if she if they put it, if they did the picture over right and put the Mona Lisa behind them y'all was still complaining because they weren't using black art
1: exactly the
0: moment that they use it now they're exploiting the artists and
1: then it was like Basquiat would have never went for this first of all y'all don't that man has been deceased since we was born since we was kids and then on top of that
0: this we say now everybody is suddenly a Basquiat enthusiast he wouldn't want this did he tell you that via Ouija board
1: exactly (laughs) and on top of that jay-z owned his art so now he can't show art that he owned he bought he paid for that oh that's what annoys me so much it's like people just get on this and then he's like if you have ever gone to a museum, then you are part of the problem because you got to know that museum is full of stolen artifacts. Yeah. You think that these people from these native lands donated their stuff to the High Museum of Art, to the uh, to these other institutions? Absolutely not. So if you have an iPhone, if you got on a Hanes t-shirt, if you got on freaking Nike flip-flops, you are part of the problem. So please start with this selective outrage. It just does not make no sense. And it's like, so what you gonna start listening to Beyonce?
0: Yeah. I totally, when, when stuff like that happens though, I just look over it. I'm starting to really feel like um, at, at some point, like social media is like brainwashing a little bit because yeah, it, it makes you feel like your opinions on certain things, even though in your head, you will tell yourself like what I'm thinking is not wrong, but the internet will still somehow make you feel guilty for feeling. A right. Song. And then you
1: don't even share that perspective because of that. Cause that's exactly. what I hate. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I agree. It definitely brainwashed. And I do thank God that I was born in the era before social media. So I do have some discernment. But there are people being raised in this. And that's their way of engaging. That's that's their life. Like, their whole life was on a Twitter timeline. It's actually really freaking sad. And that's why I was like, why in the world would I want to bring a, a kid into this? We already going to barely have clean air in the next 20 years, if that long.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, so anyway, yeah, I just, you know, I know we mentioned a lot but people. Are, y'all are weird.
0: Sasha, mm-hmm. I, I said about that, honestly, because I ain't got nothing to add, and I stand behind her.
1: Very weird. It's like, when I be hearing some of this outrage, it be the last thing I expected to hear. It's like, bro, you literally need to leave America, honestly.
0: I tell people that all the time about Atlanta. Like, people complain about stuff here in Atlanta, and I do feel like Atlanta is such a different place than what I knew it to be growing mm-hmm. up. Um so I can get the frustration with Atlanta, how dangerous it is. But on the bright side, I feel like the people that say this, that I know personally make a lot of money in Atlanta. They've been exposed to different things. Um, you know, they they see more people, you know, their businesses flourish. So in my head, I'm like, you shouldn't have that much bad stuff to say, but I'm like, girl, just leave. Like find
1: somewhere to go. Like literally. How and they, are you here? And what's crazy is you're going to leave America and realize you had it the best here. And it's no shade to Iceland, (laughs) but it's like, for real, for real, we have a lot of privilege in America as much as things that's the trade-off though. You have all these freedom, all this access, all this ability, but you live in in a, in a society that may not fare as much as you like to like it to be. But there are a lot of countries where you can, it might be pretty, but the company, the country is struggling or the people might not. It's just, it's like, listen, y'all just shut up. Okay. Mm -hmm. Anyway, let's move on. What well, sound like yeah. crystal? Let's move on. That's how they do on the read. I like when they say that. <laughs> mm. Um. Oh, next up. Well, we can do tweets from the streets if you don't have nothing.
0: Oh, that was my tweet from the street.
1: Okay, cool. Well, let's get on these crate <laughs> challenges.
0: Let me tell you something. I tweeted not that long ago that if you do the crate challenge, you're suicidal, and I stand by it. You know I why? I really
1: can't even look at people do it.
0: Me either.
1: It's- I cannot watch people hurt themselves it's so crazy and it was funny at first it was creative the very first people that did it i thought it was creative yeah my creativity desire stopped right then and there and then it's like
0: y'all doing it on concrete and i literally watched
1: yeah somebody put i seen two different videos of two different people getting pushed off the craze i seen a girl in her heels now she did make it but it's like girl you could have almost not made it actually
0: yeah, then we have to
1: find these crates at first But I ain't had no crate in my house since I lived with my mama <laughs> And it was the Mind you, them crates came from the wick office <laughs> They oh.
0: old Well, when y'all done with the crates And I have the
1: ones that y'all ain't cracked I need right. about four of them Cause cause The cause ones at them. the container store cost too much
0: Yeah, I'm gonna get some Because I want to um uh, Collect records in my next apartment
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you buy it it's gonna be like $10 a crate. But, yeah, I think, the I mean, I think it's funny how stuff can uh, spread so widely on social media. But anything that literally can cause you, I mean, you literally can be paralyzed, break your neck, die, get bruised. Like, I saw a video of a guy whose back was literally bruised on the whole left side. And his yep. face was bleeding.
0: Yep. Ladies sitting in the car crying, talking about. They're getting homeless people to do it, so that's another reason why I'm mad. I've seen that. They keep like finessing homeless people into doing it so they can win like $100, $200 and they hurting themselves with no freaking insurance.
1: Yep, exactly. Ooh, <laughs> let me tell you something. I used to work at the um, the store. <laughs> and, um, and people used to always pay homeless people to come in and get phones on their credit like it was not, like it was very obvious like it like you know for real for real, you know a homeless person And when i say homeless i don't mean a person that does not have a house i mean a person that you expect to see under the 85 bridge okay these type of people coming in don't exactly know what they're doing they gave them a script they went and took them to get an ID or a fake ID. They made one for them and they had them jacking up They, I mean, I don't even say jacking up their credit because they probably would never use their credit, but they would use them to get these phones and give them like $20, $50. Now, I don't know exactly the dollar amount, but it's just what I heard. But I I, I hate that. I just hate that.
0: Yeah, and you couldn't really discriminate against them because...
1: Yeah, absolutely not because um, technically I don't know that. What if I accuse somebody of being homeless and the whole time yeah. they the CEO of Doorknobs?
0: <sighs> that is so stupid. Like, I hate that.
1: I... <sighs> anyway, all right, let's get into the main topic. What you got?
0: Okay, so um, I don't know. I just feel like these last couple weeks have been, like, really kind of somber. So I've been trying to find, like, other topics to talk about that didn't really have me down. And I've been down outside of just a podcast in general. I've just been having – I mean, not down, but I'm just a little frustrated, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I get asked a lot, like, um, on interviews or – when people try to ask me about my career, like what really what really makes me in love with my career or the things that I do, what made me fall in love with it or what started me to really enjoy what I'm doing. Um, and I don't really know how to answer that. was well, before anyway, I never really knew how to answer it. You know, I would just give a generic answer, but I genuinely was just thinking because um, I just had a moment, like I had a moment where I was just kind of like tapping out of, what I'm doing just because I'm stressed out about other stuff in my life so I'm like mm-hmm. I don't even want to do makeup right now like this week or next week I'm just chilling I don't care about no clients I don't care about this so I had to really just pull myself together and just honestly just you know think about like you know do you want to do this for the rest of your life do you really enjoy it? and I honestly could not think of anything else that I would do besides this oh
1: so passionate, Paul.
0: Yeah, but you know, you have a question. Are you really passionate about something?
1: Oh, honey, I ain't passionate about nothing but traveling, so I understand. Okay. And I can travel for the rest of my life, for sure.
0: Yeah. So, you know, like, for me, um, <clears throat> I don't know. And I think specifically what people want to know is the route of, I guess, me working with celebrities or I mean, public figures. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, there's different levels of makeup art. You can do makeup for funeral homes or... Oh. Um
1: some people be walking dead.
0: That too. Uh, and they be at six flash. That that's actually uh, uh another style of makeup that you know
1: got- I mean like they be looking like um they belong oh they be looking like they was at Murray Brothers. Yeah,
0: casket radio. I don't seen a few of them on Instagram recently. I showed you it's comedy.
1: <laughs> uh- <laughs> I that was a costume. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it's different lanes into it, but I think for me personally, the reason why I, you know, kind of tailored my uh, style of makeup to catering to celebrities or doing that is just because I think I love music videos. I love magazine articles. I love um, stuff like that growing up. And I just wanted to be a part of it. I wanted to make my own, I guess my own wave, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm looking at people who do major things like Vogue magazine, all this other stuff. And it's really not a lot of black people that you can look back on and see that they have made their mark as artists whose work been in there. It's always white artists or Hispanic artists or whatever the case may be, but it's never really any black people. Um, so that was another reason why, cause I'm like, you know what? I can't even name people besides Pat McGrath. And there's probably like a few others um, that consistently done work like that and work with major fashion brands like Chanel. Just things that um, I was into at a younger age. So I'm like, you know what? I just got to figure out how to get there. Because I don't got that resource. I ain't going to say I don't got the resources, but I really didn't know like the steps to do it. But honestly, I'm just doing what I do. Ain't nothing. Ain't no plan. I'm just... I'm literally... I promise... People always ask me. They. I'm like, honestly, I'm literally just floating.
1: Yeah. But that's... But that... I mean, maybe that's because you all in it. You're not like trying to... You're not just doing this to be doing it. You actually are passionate yeah. about it.
0: Yeah. And I, I think in a way, I. in my head, I thought like, you know, I need to... If I want to do this, I gotta go this route and go over here. And sometimes that is true, but in the same breath, I feel like you you normally get things you want when you're not looking for them. I so looking
1: for, it and I always get what I want.
0: So you're a different breed. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I can't stand. I can't take the human um, cockadoodles. Uh,
1: who got a cockadoodle? And what is that? A
0: Cockapoo and a doodle.
1: Cockapoo. But my dog is a golden doodle. Okay, next subject. Cause now you offended me and my children. I'm sorry. So, um, yes. you know what? I I actually had this thought today when you brought up this topic because anybody that has ever known me known that I stay with a job. And by stay with a job, I don't mean that I never be unemployed. I mean that I be having several. Mm-hmm. Um, even through high, like through high. Well, not high school. I won't say high school because I worked the same job through high school. But after I got fired from my first job in 2008 i was having jobs on job i would finesse this job here for this part time this part time this season like it was just something it really became a game to me and i think the biggest thing is because i just wanted to have money because i grew up extremely poor i always say i came up with zip zero so i knew that number one if i worked all these jobs i stayed busy i didn't have to go home and live in the environment that i was living in and i would always have money to get the the bare the, the essentials that i needed for my life and it just became addictive now this even before I decided to go to college, I was still doing the same thing. Now, I didn't know exactly where my future was gonna go, but I knew I didn't want to be broke. Now at that time broke, it's all relative to your age, what you got going on, et cetera et etc. but when I finally decided to go to college even it was the same thing changing majors, you know just doing stuff, changing schools, blah 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 but it ended up working out so I did graduate. Now one of the biggest things that people I feel like recent grads deal with is they don't know what to do next. I definitely didn't. And um, one of the biggest mistakes I made is I did not get an internship fresh out of college or before I graduated because I needed to make money. I had bills to pay and I was not aware of paid internships. And I also think that now finding jobs and internships is much easier with resources like LinkedIn, et cetera, et cetera. But at that time, it was not as obvious to me. Now, LinkedIn was around, but it was not nearly as popular as as it is now. Um, so I just was like, you know what, I'm just going to work my jobs that I'm working so that I can, because my biggest thing was like, well, what if I quit my, what if I get an internship? They mean I got to quit my job and stop making money. Well, it was a, most people from my experience were in a position where they wasn't even working in college. Like they didn't have to have a job so they could do an internship or they might've had a job in college, but it wasn't because they wanted to like pay bills because they just didn't want to be a broke college student. But in my case, it's like, I actually got up. I'm actually, I had paying rent, car notes and all this other stuff. And you know what I'm saying? So anyway once i finally graduated i was working at the apple store i've always said that i got i I got the job at the apple store my last semester of college now to me this wasn't the end all be all but it was the biggest come up ever because i had never made that kind of money before granted it wasn't even that much um but i knew that apple was a great company so in my mind i'm about to finesse my way through here and somehow get in corporate now, I know what that looked like, because, again, I don't know what I want to do because like I got a generic degree. My degree is I have a bachelor's of business administration and I got a dual minor in market and supply chain management. All that is a reflection of me changing my major because yeah. I had so many classes that I had to declare all these minors so I can get credit for it on my transcript. I really could care less about either. I just was picking stuff because I didn't know what I was doing, but I knew that business was a generic yet wide range enough of a field that I could kind of get a job in any area of business or so I thought supply chain I just knew it was relevant because it has everything to do with like products consumers credits to the grave and marketing it's just a cool thing to study but I ain't nothing about it so anyway here I am with this degree working at this apple store and I'm like bruh I'm applying for jobs. I don't even know what I'm looking for. I'm looking for marketing jobs, but anybody who's listened to this and they ever tried to get a job in marketing, I'm pretty sure you know that most jobs title marketing is really a sales related job or something commission based. And I didn't like sales ever at any point. So I'm already doing it in retail. So why in the world would I want to do it for a profession? So anyway i finally managed to get an internship with apple because i was working there but it was a little different so if you work for apple they have something called career experiences which is basically an internship it's just for existing employees it is paid and by paid i mean like i get paid whatever i get paid in the store but at this time this was pre-pandemic so i actually moved to the corporate office in california and i got a stipend so it did help me out financially anyway this changed my life for real, for real, because I, mind you, I told you, I couldn't find it. I had been out of college now three years, did not have a single clue what I was going to do or what my future looked like. I legit had no idea. So at that time, I'm just getting promoted within the retail store because I still need to be bringing in more money. And so um, I get this internship. This is my first taste of corporate America. And my title was um, program manager. And if anybody who um, doesn't know, a program manager is like a project manager, except you manage a portfolio of projects. So this is higher than project manager. So this was helpful for me because I was able to see process improvement, changes and decision-making for multiple areas of the business at one of the biggest companies in the world. And so once I got in there, number one, I was able to see that I really... Has such a high expectation for corporate America. And this is not even shade, but it was really intimidating to me before that. I'm like, what in the world? I don't know what to say, what to do, what it looked like. I just knew how to be professional. So I would just go up in there. Whatever they asked me to do, I'm doing it. You know what I'm saying? I'm just learning. Anything I can learn. Let me tell y'all something. One thing about me, every time I've had a job, I've always, every job I've gotten after that has always been an upgrade in some kind of way. Profession, money, whatever. So When I got this internship, I'm writing down everything I hear, I see, every software I touch. I don't care if I click the mouse one time. I'm writing it down because all I know is when I leave here, I don't want to go back to that stove. So anyway, this internship was five months. I did a I did some very important stuff. Okay. I'm just gonna say that. And so while I'm getting ready to come back to Georgia for my internship, I'm applying for jobs. I'm like, I told my roommate, I want to work for Home Depot or Delta Airlines. I swear to God, that's what I told her. And I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. I get back to Georgia. That week, I get a job. Two weeks coming back from California, I get a job at Home Depot. I kid y'all not. Um, Mm -hmm. And and that was it. My life changed from that point. From me coming back from California on it. Now, mind y'all, like I said, I still never knew what I wanted to do. I had no freaking clue, because I don't even know, like I I do think one thing, I went to Clayton State, which is a smaller school. It's still a great school, but it's not like a UGA or not even a Georgia Tech, but some schools like those, They have curriculums that really do shape you into specific career paths. Clayton State is really a commuter school. It's, you know, a lot of non-traditional students and stuff like that. So, you know, and I also work because, so I didn't get a chance to spend a lot of time on campus and explore certain stuff. So the eyes were really against me. So anyway, I'm not trying to ramble, but I really want to paint the picture on how I even got to where I'm at. So I finally get a job at Home Depot and I'm working in data. Never knew anything about it, but thank God this was a position where I didn't have to have like high level data skills. Cause they taught me and that's what I would do. So every time I would learn something, I would figure it out. So then I realized that I like working in data and I specifically data governance and that's where I am today. So I am a master data consultant and, um, I'm not passionate about it, but I do enjoy it because it allows me to work on my own and then be social in ways that I want to, like, I don't have to make crazy high level decisions. I do influence them, but I don't have to like, I don't have nobody reporting to me. So anyway, I say all that to say that I just had to try stuff. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think I've never been somebody who wanted to be a business owner. Now, I do have a business and I do want to be an entrepreneur in some aspect, but I never was just like, I don't want to work. I don't want to work. I love working. I've always been a worker. Now, do I want to do this until I'm 66? That's a whole nother question. But I think that one thing I've done, even though in my even in my professional career, I have always changed roles, changed jobs. Now, it's a little bit different now. Because it's frowned upon in corporate America, you just keep doing all that hopping around, depending on your industry. But I've done it with with finesse. Like, I stay here for four years, stay here for three years, two years, whatever the case is. But I think that my biggest advice, especially to anybody who's listening, maybe they don't know, is you, it's not necessarily what you're passionate about. It could be what you're good at or what might spark your interest. Because never in a million years would I think that I would be somebody's data consultant. Yeah. And not all that just came from me taking bits. Of, like I really would like, if I meet somebody at work, I ask them what they do. I'll go on their LinkedIn, see what they did before that. If they leave the company, I'll see what they did after that. So that would introduce me to different types of jobs. And I'm like, oh, let me see if I can do that. What's the requirements here? And then I would jot this down and jot this down and jot this. down. I'll just end up shaping a job that I love, that I like, mm-hmm. whoa.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I definitely had to go through that phase of just trying stuff. Cause even out of high school, I, I don't know what I was thinking, but I was like, yeah, I think I want to kind of study veterinary medicine. For what?
1: Because, <laughs> like, you know, when you're a kid, they put those very specific jobs. Like, there's nobody saying, like, hey, you want to be a data consultant? Hey, you want to be a um, an implementation manager? Like, they don't, What does that even mean? It's, like, very, like, those typical job titles that they tell you about.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, like, even from there, it went from just, like, um, I wanted to go to school for music. I was like, you know, maybe I can go to, to school to be, like, um producer or something like that. And then I was like, okay, um, I'm in this, like, fashion group with my friends. I really enjoy this. Maybe I like fashion. Maybe I should go to school for fashion. So then I went to school for that. Um, and then, I don't know, somehow that just turned into makeup. I just think that, for the most part, it's always been in the same kind of feel. I think I just genuinely genuinely love the process of putting together a look so i think that's probably where makeup came in from
1: yeah but, that's and, cool though and you probably would have never in a million years thought that you end up doing makeup Like, ain't that crazy
0: yeah for sure
1: and i saw a tweet you tweeted the other day about like just getting money like i feel like i really wasn't making money until i was 28 and when i say making money i don't mean rich i mean making more than enough to pay my bills
0: listen being able to take two two weeks off of work if you want to.
1: Exactly. Let me tell you something, y'all. That's like I was, just doing what you want to do. Before my Apple internship, y'all, and I'm gonna t- I'm telling you that internship changed my life. I swear to God. And um, I I keep I, I, now that I got more time to start my YouTube channel, I think I really will go into like a deep story time about it. But I was in so much credit card debt. I didn't. I was taking money out my credit card, taking cash advance to pay my rent, y'all. Because my job, because of the money I was making. But when I was able to get out, this getting this internship, I was able to, like, I I actually had money. Like I didn't have to check my bank account no more. Like, I wouldn't even think of, I wouldn't even know it was payday. Why? because
0: you wasn't spending on money out there.
1: I, that's what helped me yeah because i could walk to work i didn't have my car left my car in georgia i didn't have to pay rent because my lease ended a month after i went to california so i just paid off that last month of rent and put my stuff in storage the only bill i had was my car note my insurance and my storage and my phone stuff like that so the stipend that they were giving me was going to nothing I was meal prepping y'all. I had a plan. I had a plan. Y'all. I was like, I got it. Cause at this time I had just broken up with my boyfriend. I had been broke on him and I had been like six, seven months at this point, but I was in a financial situation that it was going to get worse and worse. This, I swear to God, God, maybe God, I mean, not maybe God definitely had his um, hands on me because when I went out there, I was able to stack, get myself out of debt and then came to Atlanta, stay with my sister, bought a condo. Yeah. After that, it was a swear to yeah. God. So that condo made a lot of money. Bought another one. Made some money. Bought another one. Gonna make some more money. <laughs> I, just, I swear to God, it just like spiral, and, and I can't share what's going on right now, but just know it's oh. <laughs> all nah, because I'm just...
0: Hmm? I said not for real like that. I mean, it's just crazy how stuff just can literally change overnight.
1: Overnight? It's something like, y'all, I swear to God, I came from nothing, nothing. But yeah, you just, the thing is, you have to, that hustle has to be in you. Like I was just thinking the other day, like you can't teach people how to hustle. Like that mentality, it really got to be in you. And that's not to brag, but I have given people the step by step on how I've done certain things and they didn't do it and they still are in the same predicament. That's not my problem. But the, you know I it'd be hard for me because I'm like why didn't you just do this or why did you like I can't give you the play by play by play by play you gotta be able to have some ability for yourself like to me I also think personality plays a big part I talk to sure. I'm, I make friends with everybody and yeah. I don't mean like buddy buddy hey sis I'm talking about I just get familiar with everybody and it always stands out I'm making friends with VPs and execs just off my personality which has worked in my favor now obviously everybody can't do that but I'm just saying that has helped me get to where I'm at yeah. I got selfies sure. with the CEO of Apple.
0: <laughs> no, seriously, I honestly never thought about that, but honestly, my personality definitely plays a big part because what's crazy is people always point out whenever I start working with somebody, we always get really kind of acquainted with each other. It's not mm-hmm. really just like a work relationship. And see, people before always told me like, Oh, you shouldn't do that with your clients because um it gets messy. The thing about it is, if you're not serious about your business and if you really aren't, like, genuinely trying to be friends with somebody or just be cool with them in a genuine way instead of – and they feel like, you know, you're using them out of something, of course, it's going to be a little different for you, but I'm working.
1: so Yeah, I'm- and it can get messy, but you also have to set boundaries. People people yeah. respect who who demand respect. And I'm not saying that's consistent 100% across the board, but it's some people who have two completely different – it's like me and you could have – completely different experiences with one person and it's all yeah. about how we presented them, ourselves to them. And, you know, some people that be want to be working with these celebrities so bad end up becoming pushovers yes. and they can't, they can't get, and I'm just saying this based off of what I've I've heard you talk about and things that I've seen in general, it's like, well, you didn't even come in here about your business. So of course they're going to take advantage of you. And now you mad because you didn't speak up or you didn't come off as serious. So people, and that goes for a regular everyday person, even a job. Let me tell you something. It's it's a it's it's a good thing to be very resourceful to these companies, but I tell you one thing, you you if once you take that job offer, everything you do, you're gonna get paid the same thing. So either you're yeah. gonna overwork or you're gonna make it work.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel now. Cause I feel like um um uh, one thing I will say, I used to like work really hard. And when I say work really hard, I will be carrying two, three makeup bags on a train. Mm bus to my, to the salon I was working at, And I would literally stay at the salon from, like, 10 in the morning sometimes to midnight.
1: Oh, my but God. She, but, oh, Jesus, I can't, first of all, that's traumatizing.
0: But I didn't even think of it as work. I'm enjoying myself. Like, I used to be so happy at the end of the night because I would have a pocket full of money. I'm like, damn, like, I really worked this, like, for real. And I was charging, like, $85, $90 for people to get their makeup done at the time. Yeah, so that's when I was making money like that, I'm like, damn, I have the ability. But isn't
1: to- that crazy, though? Because we were, when you think about when we were younger, we used to work these long shifts. And yes, we would have big checks, but the trade-off was our free time. Like, we really, as teenagers, we was working way too much. Like, we should not have been working that much as kids.
0: No, for sure. And I think now, I'm like, wow. Um, just comparing myself from back then, I don't work as hard, for the most part, um, as I did back then. And I make way more money. And I love that.
1: That's how it be. Let me tell you something I've learned. The higher up you get, the less work you got to do. That's really yeah. what it is. For real. Because my jobs that I, I have, literally all my retail jobs are harder than all the corporate jobs I've ever had. Yeah. Now, the stress level is a whole different thing. But I mean, as far as my ability, like I'd be drained leaving retail. I'd be angry bringing them issues home with me. I had not slept at computer closed. And I'm not going to turn on All-American. <laughs> But it's, it's true, but is that's all part. I mean, Ooh. I just, I think it's, I mean, I want to say it's all part of the circle, the struggle. I don't, but I think that these days, especially thanks to social media, people think that they're supposed to be rich out of the gate. Like they think that it's supposed to come easy out of the gate. Like they start a business today and they want to have orders out of the booty hole for the next yeah. week, but it does not work that way. And I, I think that social media has pre- painted that picture. And a lot of what we say on here all the time, people will get to know somebody like you or me and think, okay, I'm going to do the exact same thing, but it's not, that's not how it works.
0: Yeah. And then I'm, you know, not to throw no shade, but um, I'm kind of, glad that, that I started my business five hundred dollar trend is gone. <laughs> <laughs> because I need people to realize like exactly what be going on in real life people. So um
1: they only yeah. slow down because of COVID. Now they um never mind.
0: don't spill tea now.
1: Yeah I mean I'm not gonna lie I would for real for real y'all I am a very honest person. I do not cheat people I do not try to get over on folks. And I feel like that's part of the reason things have worked my way. Now, people can, a lot of people ain't got good intentions. Okay. And I just think that it has helped me in my career. Now, I have no idea what I'm going to do in the long run. Because truth be told, y'all, I changed career paths with every job because each job exposed me to something else. I'm like, oh, like right now I'm thinking about getting into cybersecurity. And the reason why is because there is a lot of job security. It's like guaranteed job stability in cybersecurity. But I've also thought about product management, which is like, you know, helping roll out software and build software. Now, all the experience I've ever had qualifies me for both of those fields. And I think that that's why you just got to be intentional. What the type of work you take, because I have some people that have that are in a boat or have been in a boat where at one point they were just taking jobs to take jobs. And now it's like, well, I, I want to do something for my lifestyle, my age level, my you know what I really want to do. But it's not that simple. Now you kind of got to start from the bottom because of those um, experiences you had before that. So. Um, if y'all say anything from my little story, just listen, be intentional, man. I swear to God, just be intentional. It's I know it's easy, easier said than done when I say it's not about the money. It is always about the money because if, if it's not, then why are you working? But I need people to be realistic with what they have to offer and what people are paying for what you have to offer because everybody is not getting six figures. Hmm. I'm sorry.
0: Again, um, five and a half. Then probably not. That, that
1: could be ten thousand five hundred.
0: Then it means that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just this is the thing, y'all. I just I mean, and I don't I just, I, I hate to sound like a mom because you know, ain't it funny how when we were younger and um adults was telling us stuff and we didn't want to hear it, and then we became older. Now we telling the younger folks stuff and they don't want to hear it. It's a never ending cycle. So you yeah. know, hopefully I do not shit.
0: But it's like don't say I ain't tell you.
1: I know you're right and I never forget what people me, and I always had a good sense of like responsibility but it is some adults who used to just get on my darn nerves but they was right they just was getting on my darn nerves but I just think it's you know I, I I think that I don't I don't know if I have a calling. You know, people be like, you was made to be a singer, made to be a teacher. I don't know if I have that. I feel like my star quality is in my ability to navigate stuff, like just do yeah. things with ease. But I don't know if that's something that would pay me. Like people always be like, like I'll be doing I well, I have done people's resumes and I, you know, do the travel and the blog, and people be like, You can get paid for that, but I legit don't want to do that for a living. <laughs> I will refund somebody money if they get on my nerves. Oh, yeah. I stop my own bag because I don't got time. So I'd rather help my friends here or there than to have, you know, potential clients reaching out to me for a service and they getting on my nerve. Cause I I will hit control, I'll delete, and give your money back.
0: Now you ain't never had no job now, what?
1: You get what I'm saying? So that's why it's like, let me just stick to what's working for me and enjoy my life freely, because I don't have no problem with my job now. I don't want to do this for the next several years, but I am very comfortable. <laughs> yeah.
0: I feel you. Um, I'm not comfortable. I definitely am.
1: No, comfortable. I don't mean complacent. I just mean like I ain't, I'm i not miserable.
0: Okay. Yeah. I think that's what I meant. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that this move for me is going to kind of give me a start over because I think that I've become just very complacent here in Atlanta. You know, I just feel, I don't know. I know it's other opportunities, but I feel like they aren't as high as I want it to be. And I think that I always play it safe just because I know this is home. I know how much it costs here. And I know if I make this, I can potentially live so good. You know what I'm saying? Just by being here when in reality, I crave more. Like I crave bigger opportunities. I get really bored easily with the stuff that I'm presented with sometimes. Um, I'm not inspired to do it because I feel like I've done things that have surpassed that. And then at times I feel like I'm only doing things for the money and for me that just doesn't really feel good and i just want to get back the feeling of really enjoying what i do and really um not that i don't and I, i hate to even keep saying that like i just don't but i really want to um just elevate and just get bigger opportunities work with different types of people learn new things um and learn more about myself you know what i'm saying like i feel like i'm crowded or clouded here because um not necessarily of my circle like my uh personal circle but just Atlanta in general is really I don't know because I'm always doing something and I feel like when I try to step outside the door and do something that's like remotely different or whatever I just don't yeah
1: yeah Yeah, well they say doing the same thing over and over and expecting the same results is insanity so I get it I think that's cool. I think about a lot of relocating, but I don't even know where that would be and what, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just want to have black friends, so wherever they black at, send me there, and I can't, it can't be in Texas or Florida. Yeah. So that's I guess I'm going to Charlotte. <laughs> like...
0: Listen, I feel like Charlotte and um, Nashville are upcoming cities. Well, maybe not. Somewhere.
1: Upcoming, maybe for the blacks, because um, Nashville is that girl. It's just not a very black um, area.
0: Yeah it's all lame oh my god
1: but it's cute though i like nashville my thing is atlanta really has spoiled me with the uh, blackness and i know that i'll if i go anywhere else i won't necessarily get this but i also i don't know it's it's weird let's just say that
0: yeah they did that's another reason why i need to break loose because i need to get comfortable in different environments because i think when i get put in those environments outside when i'm outside of atlanta i'm always like I always feel like face. I look out of place or I'm trying to look fake. Cause I'm like, let me not say the wrong thing, but yeah,
1: not fake. See now that I don't really mind. I just prefer, cause I have a lot of white friends white neighbors, white coworkers, but I love my people. And I, and I, that's just what I want to be. Now, obviously it's a different type now. <laughs> I don't come a long way and I ain't trying to go back.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> even with, um, I'm going to change the subject a little bit, but even with Black-owned businesses, um, I think I'm just going to kind of, not necessarily pull away from them completely, but I will say that what I'm going to do is just put, I'm going to spend my money with more esta- established brands until I feel more comfortable with, spending my money, with money, uh, spending my money elsewhere because as of now, I've had so many things happen to me via... Mail like one company, I probably spent $700 on t shirts with, and I have not gotten any. I
1: don't know, sir. What is stuff at?
0: You tell me, you will probably know more than I My I have. Um, I purchased hats from people, um, multiple hats, and then they'll only send one when I ordered three.
1: Uh-uh. See, no, oh my god, yeah, they
0: won't show up. And then when I, you know, and I, I'm pretty fair about it, like, I'm not really with the blasting online unless you really. Just steal from me, but I even like reach out to them and they don't respond to their um, brands' emails and I have to go to the DM. And then they're had, like, you know
1: I had that happen with that one brand and whole time they actually saw my message but intentionally didn't reply until my stuff was ready, which is crazy because it's like now I'm wrong if I dispute the charge.
0: Yeah, and so I've had even people like um, try to rush my order because they they look at my page. I don't do me like that. They'll look right. at my... Interest, you Treat know what I'm me. saying? Like, it's so weird. I don't know. But right now, I have about $1,200 worth of merchandise that I haven't gotten from... Oh, my people.
1: God. Mm-hmm.
0: So, I'm just going to go back to more established brands. You know, um, if they black-owned, they black-owned. If they not, oh, well.
1: Yeah, well, you know is, I will I mean? say, I try to be really intentional about my black-owned business, but I don't shop like you do. I For me, it's more so service, like doctors and stuff like that. Yeah. Even then, I've had poor experiences. Now, don't get me wrong. I've had... I don't know if I've ever had a white doctor. <laughs> <actually.
0: Really>? Yeah, <laughs> it's um,
1: always been like Indian or yeah. uh, or or black. But I I've had I had someone I had two people refer me to the same black doctor, and I had a terrible experience. And then I went back to them to tell them about my experience, and they was like, "Yeah, she do be doing that." Now, why would you suggest her to me? <laughs> it's crazy, girl. But anyway, I know what you mean. I, I see posts all the time about people who supported some of these businesses. And the thing is, everybody is here for a come up. That's what it really is. And it's like, to, you know, at back in the day, people started a business for a specific reason, for a passion. But due to access and the internet now, anybody can be a business owner literally in the course of an hour. Now they don't they not taking it seriously. They don't really care. They just want they want to make sales, but they don't have no sense of urgency when it comes to service and, and experience. So in their eyes, they ain't doing nothing wrong, which is really sad because people like that could be the reason why your stuff not taking off. But they also some people just care about the looks. too. I see a lot of stuff on Twitter. I feel like folks just let their order stack up so they can take a picture of it on the flow.
0: Okay, don't do mine, because I'll be having stuff to do.
1: <laughs> yeah that's lame man. I hate it like that but I don't blame you I mean if you like something you see support it. I mean if it's not black owned that don't that shouldn't mean you can't support it but yeah. I definitely commend you for at least trying to make it 100% black owned but yeah. like you I, def- I
0: you know I I do what I can um just because <laughs> I really believe in keeping the money in our community especially when people could be doing way worse things for the money.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, um they
1: probably doing both but yeah
0: I mean, even still, whatever, because just because they're black, I mean, white people do the same thing, so, you they know, um, but I would rather just know that I can go to a certain brand, and I know that they have something that I've ordered before, and I'm going to get it.
1: Yeah, facts. You know, so. I feel you, man. That's a shame, but it, it that's how it is, I guess. Man, I just, every time I've had merch or anything like that, I swear to God, I ship my junk out the next day, like, the same day, the next day, like, to me, it just makes sense. If they place the order, and I have the item, why wouldn't I send it to them? That's different if you drop ship, but you can communicate that. Communicate the expectation and then we we good.
0: Yeah. Exactly. It's like I I think I'm more pissed off on this one t-shirt I ordered from this girl and I really wanted the shirt because I've seen a few people with it um and then the shirt was like a really 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 long shirt like past my knees. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. That was I, a dress. It was a t-shirt. T-shirt but dress. Was like a oversized shirt. So,
1: um, you did you make them black business of the week by any chance? No. Okay, good.
0: No, I didn't make them black. So I don't business.
1: want nobody to have a poor experience off of somebody. I shout it out, or you shout it out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. But I was like, I I emailed the girl. Email address wrong on the website. She not responding oh. for nothing. Um. Then I found her Instagram and I sent her my order number and let her know what's going on. And she was like, Oh, it's just um, it's doing that because it hasn't um it hasn't shipped out yet it's drop shipped and i'm like okay well is there an issue like because i know it's covid this is like beginning of covid so this is like even moved. and she was like yeah i'm not sure i was like well can you keep me updated she's like sure yeah so i wrote her again never responded keep in mind
1: that's crazy you need like, to spill them like, charges you gave them way more than enough time
0: yeah it's a long time you uh, know,
1: you, I'm sorry, This I'm disputing. Like, at that point, you've given, I don't know, no service where I, even if I got something custom ordered, it took over a year, I don't even wear that size no more.
0: <laughs> I didn't even wear the size in the beginning. It was oversized.
1: No, I'm sorry. You need to dispute. You need to, I'm sorry. I'm, that ain't, in that case, it's literally beyond you. It's above you. And that's a shame because they might be the type to be like, look, you black folks buying for you and they wanted to speak the charge. I told you, dude, to. no, sweetheart. There you need no to problem. say that. You need to, it need to be listed somewhere. Even on our our merch website, it even says, "Give like, I have the processing time, the ship time, all that because our stuff is drop ship. But it always leaves out before that. But at least the expectation is being set. So it could be a week, you know what I'm saying? But it also could be the next day. But I'm just like, you know, expect this based off the location you live in. Mm. Speaking of which, y'all ain't bought no merch in a while So go ahead and go to odpodcast.com And highlight us We
0: we'll probably need to uh, post some um, Some reminders
1: Maybe we should do a sale nah. No. No, <laughs> period
0: <laughs> Full price for me
1: ah okay all right let's go ahead and wrap this thing up man i think it's an interesting topic y'all for real, for real, i know i've said it a while back but i really do have intention on starting a youtube channel it's just that i tend to keep putting stuff on my plate that makes me busy um now for real all jokes aside i am when i start my youtube channel i will need a video editor i have accepted the fact that i will not be editing my own videos. so um if y'all know anybody who has made youtube videos in the past has some proof Please send them my way. Obviously, I'm willing to pay. I'm never ever ever looking for free labor unless you want to give it to me. <laughs> but um just hit me up, let me know, send me their Instagram pages or whatever it is. But I genuinely, truly, if I can get somebody ready to um start sending content to, I'll start recording today. That's really what's holding me up because it's like I'm gonna have all this content and I'm not gonna have time to edit it. Yeah.
0: Same here, honestly. But I don't have Period. a camera. No more. I know you keep saying I use my iPhone, but I really want a camera.
1: I don't know what well, for. I mean, I'm gonna use my camera too, but my camera ain't got 4K, so my phone do. <sighs> but anyway, alright, y'all. it another episode of OD Podcast. I hope y'all learned something from us today. You know, we are two regular degla folks from the west side of Atlanta who yeah. made something out of literally nothing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what, um, Tyra Banks said to Tiffany, live from this!
1: Oh, God. We were rooting for you. Why people suddenly hate Tyra Banks? Have they always hated her?
0: um boredom they hate her but because they went back and looked at all episodes of they
1: looked at too Mom. back then huh stuff that they looked at that they liked yeah. back then and now
0: they're flipping the script and say oh my god she was so mean i mean it's a tv show at the end of the day they do stuff Why unfortunately things were, things were accepted back then that they aren't now but you can't that's what i to- don't
1: understand you supported it when it was okay so how are you gonna try to hold that person accountable but not yourself
0: you can't go back and scold people for uh, like that but i don't know i don't know i guess they feel like they cancel everybody else over all stuff people talk.
1: are so weird man nobody on this earth is perfect bro
0: but but the internet people twitter people
1: yeah exactly
0: people.
1: so i don't know <sighs> all right y'all see you next week
0: see y'all next week and ship them orders out thank
1: you we're going to dispute them charges please believe <laughs> Okay,
0: a <laughs>